me kaua koe e whakawai te tangata waiho mateatua e mahi tira. Don't judge people. Leave it for God to pass judgment. E nai iwi o te motu, nau peki mai, nau kake mai ki tēnei o nga hōtaka ko te ahikā. I'm Mariah Rakuraku. And I'm Justine Murray. You're with Te Ahikā on Radio New Zealand National. Tonight, Mariah reports back from the Waihui at Turanga Waiwai Marae Ngarua Wahia. What is good for Māori will be good for this nation. And while we're talking about our well-being, in the back of my mind, we have to look at the well-being of everybody in this country. But let us get it right first. I believe, and this is not arrogance, I believe that the Māori cultural framework is a framework that embraces everybody who breathes on the face of this earth. And Justine is in Hastings as we fetch coverage of this year's Waiata Mavi Music Awards. She has a chat with the big winner of the night, Awanui Reader. I'm not necessarily here to win awards, I just want to come and totopo the event because it's important that we have it. You know, I think if we look at who the best artists are in New Zealand, they're all Māori. All our best bands, all their front men are Māori. Awanui Reader, Tamahuata and Waikato Group Tasty Brown coming up later in the show. That's what's lined up in this week's edition of Te Ahika. Te Ahika, Radio New Zealand National. Heard of the saying, when life hands you lemons, make lemonade. It's basically saying when you reach a hurdle in life, try and make the best of it. For 22-year-old Esther Jordan Muriwai, her lemon has been a lung condition, bronchiectasis, which results in shortness of breath and a repetitive cough. Although her illness slows her down a bit, it doesn't stop her from doing the things she wants to do, including studying and, yes, even entering a beauty pageant. Ko whakarongoru a te maunga, ko itakura te oa, ko ngātoki matawharua te waka, ko mokunui āringi te marae, ko te pōpoto te hapu, a ko ngāpuhi tewi. Kia ora, kia ora Esther. So, 22 years old, you've made the decision to enter Miss Aotearoa. Why enter Miss Aotearoa? Last year my health was, I was in a very bad place with my health and this year I decided I wanted to challenge myself. I was going to let all that go and do all the things that I thought I could never do. I wanted to break the barriers, go beyond the limitations that I did have. And um, yeah, and that's why I'm here. What can you share with us about your health? Uh, I have a condition called bronchiectasis. It's a lung condition. And what happens is you've got, everyone has cilia and um, they help shift the, the mucus out of the lungs. And well, why not mangere and they don't do anything, so koya, it's like living with the flu, except forever. So cilia, cilia. cilia. So that acts as a protective I, barrier? To help oh. cough up. Phlegm. I. Oh, and so yeah, you do have that, but it's just... Pakaru. Oh, uh, ne. So how long have you had... So what was the name I again? I was bronchiectasis. Uh, how long have you been living with that, uh, Esther? Uh, I was diagnosed when I was nine years old. Aye. Oh, so a good oh, 12, 13 years, because you're 22 now. How has that shaped your life? Obviously. I think it's a part of me. I think it's who I am. If I were to take that away, I, would, I wouldn't know what I'd do. I mean, it's the one thing that drives me to do all the things that I do. It pushes me, which I think is an advantage. Yeah, so... So are we talking about you're doing your living life to the fullest? Yeah. Is that what you're sort of talking about? And when I do things, I have to try a bit harder, which is, it gives me that drive. It's like my driving force, mm-hmm. yeah. How much is the um, is your, your ma wee or your illness um, intellect versus physical? Does, does it phys- the, are there physical limitations to what you can do? I get breathless. Uh... I think intellectually, I love to study. It was the one thing that I did have was my studies. So whenever I got Māwewe, I excelled. I got excellences. And that was my safe haven with my education. So Let's talk yeah. about your education. You studied at Okawa. I, uh, at 15, I graduated from my diploma in Mātauranga Māori. Wow, that's amazing. <clears throat> and how long was that, um, you know, how long did it take you to, to achieve that? Uh, it took a year, and then we did two more years to do the degree uh, however 
I ended up in hospital and couldn't mm. send in my last few papers. So, but kapoi, last year I ended up graduating with my degree in Mataranga Māori and I was still in hospital for the grads, but kapoi, my mum ended up going along and so she got prettied up and dressed up and she went on my behalf. So, oh my gosh. Very happy. Esther, you're matatau te reo, you're fluent in te reo Māori. I... Have you always grown up with te reo? Are you from a whānau <clears throat> that speaks te reo? <clears throat> Yeah, my parents made the decision to send me and my younger two siblings to Kurakaipapa. So when it opened in Whangarei, uh, we all went along, and that's how my father learnt Te Reo as well. So he learnt it through us, and that's the reason why I'm speaking today. Oh, cheers, oh. the inspiration for, for your dad, eh? Kapai. Um, Whangarei, tell us a bit about Whangarei, and was that where you were born and raised? No, I was born in Kaikohe. Oh, I yes, Kaikohe, Kaikohe. I was a home birth. Was that about an hour from Whangarei? How long I, is yeah. Uh <laughs> yes, I was a home birth. Oh. And um, then we ended up moving to Whangarei and that's where I grew up. So speed and strive. So Kamo High School? Did you <clears> no, I went to the Kurukai for Māori or Tirafitirua. You did tell me. Miss Altearua. What do you say to those people who think, uh, Hayahatera, you know, what whatever, it's just a shallow competition? I think it's more than that. It's it's more than just a competition. I mean, during this the whole week, we completely forgot it was one. I mean, we were so far no far no that, you know, that completely went out the window. But for whoever wants to join, you join because it. I don't know. It builds up your confidence, and that's the one thing that I do have now that I didn't have before so do you think generally and I'm generally speaking or generalizing this that Māori girls are whakamā about their tenana and about I don't know walking on a catwalk and and um, showing their bits and pieces <laughs> or is it just each to their own I think we've all grown up very humble in what we do and what we do I mean we're part of the environment so in order to do something different that's very scary but, I mean, you join Miss Aotearoa and it pushes you to do the things that you thought you could never do. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things. If a judge ever says to you, you know, what's your message to the world? You know how some cliche competitions, they say, I wish for world peace. <laughs> if I was to ask you the part, I, um, Esther, what would your message be to um, to the audience that will be there at the show on Saturday? It's just quote it all from my great-grandfather. And he says, Me kaua koe e whakawai te tangata. That we should never judge. Everyone has their own journey and it's our responsibility to help them on whatever path that they choose to take. And yeah, that, that's my own kōrero, my own whakaaro ai. Kōrero. Kei tu atu ki tērā, Esther Jordan Muriwai, thank you so much. Good luck. Hei kōna. Hey. Now I'm in the makeup um, room. Yeah, uh, makeup room. You're in the Miss Aotearoa dressing room. Miss Aotearoa dressing room. And um, so I'm just going to quickly, what are you doing, Esther? <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to calm my nerves, but um, aye, whakatau te waidua, koira. Now you had rehearsals this, this morning, this afternoon? Yep. How did those go? Oh, it was very busy. We had uh, a lot to go over, but it was uh, awesome. Aye, yep. ka pai. Okay, we're down to the wire now. First runner-up. Now... What separates first runner-up from the winner is only four points. Four. So let's do this. First runner-up, Esther. Kia ora, Esther Jordan Muriwai, who was placed runner-up, as you just heard, in the competition. So who won it? Marlena Martin, uh, a girl from Rotorua. Hmm. Te Arawa. From Te Arawa. And I tell you what, Marai, the, the great thing about this competition is that we heard about Esther, who, you know, is ma wee wee. She is She has an illness. Marlena is the sole caregiver of her sister with a brain injury. So they come from really narco mahaki um places in their life so it's really heartwarming so it's neat to see how they are kind of putting themselves at the forefront exactly and other things when they're quite involved in their community and their whanau oh and their hapuri the community was yeah really heartwarming because i went there obviously with preconceived notion of beauty, beauty and strutting their stuff <laughs> and, but 
totally changed my opinion, but we'll hear more about that in next week's show. Water. We all need it. Aye. As any survivalist guide or even just basic bush skills will tell you, we can go without kai, but it's why. That's the deal breaker. And it's because of the government-driven sales of state assets that has now brought this issue into the forefront of New Zealand newspapers and radio talkback. And why? Hi. Because Māori are opposing the state asset sales that involve shares and power companies that are powered by water. Last week, Mariah was at the Wai Summit at Turanga Wai Wai Marae, Ngaroa Wahia, called to call it all about the issue. Now, Tipene Katipa, if you could describe to me where we are and what we're doing right now. Oh, well, as far as I understand it, we're at uh, the 13th. Is, is it today, the 13th? Of September. Of September. 2012. And, uh, yep, I heard the call that came out from uh, the Māori King uh, to Haitia. Uh, not only did I hear it, but I, uh, a lot of Māori people that I know of heard it as well, and uh, we all talked about uh, making making an effort to get here, so... I can't speak on their behalf, but I've made an effort to be here today just to, uh, how shall I say, um, gather more knowledge of what, what's happening. And where have you come from? I've come from um, ha- Hamilton, um, which is just down the road from Turangawaiwai, about I don't know, 20 minutes away. Yeah, so um, I've made a plan to um, uh, this week to make it here so I'm here to find out what this is all about and I understand it uh, my understanding is about water rights and how does it affect our people um, especially people in this area here mainly Tainui and so I'm here to um, widen my knowledge on that that uh, kaupapa. What do you think it means at the moment? What does it mean to you? What does yeah, water what does mean, it mean to you? To me? Well, it means do I have a say in it? Uh, as, well, what as, does water as mean, mean to you? Well, water is, is you, John it's, it's life. It brings life, you know. Without it, we can't survive. And uh, if that's taken away from from us, or if somebody's going to be in control of it, and um, you know, um, and make me have to. Um, uh, shall I say, pay for it um, in a way that's unfair, then I want to know why. So that's what it means to me, yeah. It means... um, It means finding out more about it as well. I mean, this is something new. Um, We've always taken it for granted, you know, turn the tap on at home, have a shower, use it to boil the water, you know, for a cup of tea. So we've taken it for granted because I've always grown up with it. It's never been an issue um, with water. And so uh, this is, at, at 53 years old, here I am, uh, trying to find out uh, what, what, what's the hats, what's going on? What's the big issue about water all of a sudden? Before it wasn't an issue, a, a year ago, six months ago, now all of a sudden, everybody from uh, who's anybody in Māoridom, in terms of leadership, uh, are here to uh, tell us what their thoughts are, so I'm here to he- listen to them and, and I'm happy to express what I think about it as well. Kapoi! <laughs> it's lunchtime. People are slowly drifting back from having a kai, drifting back towards the Maraiatia, which is where the majority of the kōrero will take place. Uh, chairs are being put out. People are taking up their prime positions so they can hear everything that's going on. I'm just going to join one of the Fanoinga who has travelled from Tuhoi. Onion! Okay, Korero here, my. I have to hear here, Kitty Pagarum. Quite doing one, I have to hear. Oh, So, what's your understanding about what this Kopapa is about today? Well, I hear that they're taking my water. They want to steal my right to my water, to my kudos water watering hole. And you've come here to tune them up about it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. 
kawaira waki taku wai hea hai he wai tapu he wai ora he wai e puna wai e puna wai ora e puna manaki e puna iro to iwaku itaku fakapapa he hara mai ra weta he wana kuia i whanau he hara na pepe giroto ana he wai tapu he wai ora e ahu mai ra te na wai mai te rani ki te whenu wai nai ki mai nga tātau tunu tēne e huatura te na wai mai te atua ki a tāta tātau katoa Aha kua koe. Yeah, yeah. Ana ko kuhu mai rāte pāke, ko ki mai te pāke, nā nā te wai. Kai te he tēnā. Kai te he e pāna ki tā, ki nā whānakotana o te pāke. I whānakohia mai nā take o te takutai moana. I whānakohia mai rā a te iruera. Anei, kai te whānakohia rā i te wai. Ko wai rā, ko wai rā, tūtū taua. Koi nā nā aunas o te wai. Would you like to know anything else? No, no. You, you, uh, <laughs> you managed to uh, say it all there in that, uh, that uh, little bit of a sentence. Yeah, <laughs> little sentence. Now, tell me where you've travelled from today. From, uh, from Pangaru. We, well, we woke up at four. We were picked up at six, six o'clock. We got here at uh, half past eleven. Gee, that's not bad. And that was going to. <laughs> <laughs> so you were here right on time for the Whakatau. Yeah. 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 Was it quite a crew that came from Pangadu? Uh, about six of us on, uh, on Tararawa's van. Yeah, most of them came on the bus, on the, on the Ngāpuhi bus. And what is it that you hope to get from today? Well, we just like to... Uh, to, to listen to the feeling of the people and to see if they've experienced, you know, like like when when the Prime Minister starts saying that no one owns the water, but in our area of, of, of Pangaru, we have this water system that's been put in by the people. And, uh, the Haukainga? Uh, the Haukainga is running their own water system. We've had dams put up in the bush and everything, but we had to pay for a resource consent. So who owns the water after that? And the resource consent, you've had to pay the, the council. The Northland District Council? Yeah, and that they have nothing to do with our water. But we had to pay for that. Do you get rated on water in Pangalu? Are there water rates? No, it belongs to our own people. <coughs> but uh, that's up to our water board. Like we have a water board, we're setting up a water board. Because uh, the, it's only to maintain the water line, that's all. The, if there is any rating, like it's enough money to, to do maintenance work and when there's a fault comes up or you know, got money to fix it, you know, things like that. So prior to damming up in the bush, was it water, uh, collecting water and uh, rain tanks? No, it comes down in our creek, in our... So yeah. each household would take the water from the creek, put yeah, a pump pour up. in? Yeah, pump in. Pump into their tanks. But now we have treated water now. We have to do it ourselves, get all the treatment plants. And, and, and. When did that start happening? Uh, well, it hasn't really functioned yet, but Miti uh, Miti's uh, function because we're all along the same road. Yes. Uh, Waimar's functioning, and we're one of the last because... We we got uh, two lots this Pangaru and Motuti, so we got to pump to Motuti because they haven't they haven't got water like us, so we've got to look after them too. And what's the population of those areas? Uh, well, we got five Marais there, so we at least about four thousand people. We've had a go at uh, at dock too because some of the ranges where the where the water comes from is, is the duck controls. And they have traps there with 1080 and with various that, poisons. Yeah, yeah. Right. See, they wanted to drop 1080 there and we said, no, no, no way. Because we, we source that water. water to drink. Yeah. 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 But at the so moment, that ends up being more... Well, at the moment, and that's why we had to get this system to, uh, to purify our water because uh, all the thousands of possums are dropping all their droppings goes comes down in in that water that we, we've been drinking so, mm. now the four thousand 
people that live in the region, yeah. are they all employed? Uh, the majority is unemployed. So the cost to uh, develop this water system falls onto people who... Well, we were able to get the money, you know, like, uh, there was money that was set out for, for this uh, through the health boards. Yeah. Has water always been a problem up there? Well, it's never been a problem, but the thing is that, uh, that's why I'm saying that over the years, well, the, the possum problem is getting worse, and, uh, and the farms, and that same water that, that comes down to us, we had to pump from the creek in, into our tanks is more or less getting polluted. So we, so we had to get this purifying system in. And isn't there a whakatauki that applies to that rohe that all the waterways are interconnected so if the water's not good in one part of Hokianga, it's not good in another part of Hokianga? I mean, yeah. Hokianga's completely surrounded <laughs> by water. That's right, because Hokianga's got their one over the other side, Fininaki. Well, they have their water system, and that's where we got our our idea from them. In fact, their young engineers that live over there, they came over to help us to set it all up. Mm. I guess what I find um, slightly distressing about what you're saying is that if you then travel, what, an hour over to the other side of Te Taitokero, yeah. You wouldn't even think that there was a water problem no. for 4,000 or so people. That's right. An hour away. Yeah. yeah. And that's due to the disparity in wealth. Yeah. yeah. Up in yeah. Tetaitokiro. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because with the five marais, you know, we got uh, we got Motiti, we got Pangaru, we got the Mitimiti, you got Waiho, and you got Rangi Point. All of the areas. So that, that meant up to about 4,000 people. Standing outside Kimiora. <laughs> Kimiora, e harau kone. So kareo moho te ingo te whare kai. Ai ko Kimiora. Ko Kimiora. Te ingo te whare nei. And people are slowly starting to move inside, and I'm not quite understanding what's happening. Uh, I think they're moving inside because that's where they're going to hold the, the meeting in, inside uh, Kimiora. So we're not having a. No. Outside here on the Marayatea? No, that's why they've got the speakers outside and they've got some screens around the place. So when they have the corridor, it's all going to be done inside. Yeah, I don't understand the thinking too. I always thought that if there's any issues, it was always talked about on the Marayatea. Koi rara te tikanga o te Marayatea. He amu amu he naue ki a tatai me horahia nga korero lunga te Marayatea. That's right. We should be able to say everything by moving it inside the whare. It's restricting that. I don't understand the thinking either. I'm not from Tūranga Waiwai. I have connections to Ngāti Raukawa. I'm from Te Arawa Waka. Te Arawa Tangata, mā tātua waka, mā tātua tangata. But hui anō, ko te mea nui, kua tai mai tātou katoa. Hei, <laughs> o te motu. That's right. Ana ki te kōrero o pāne ki te kaupapa e pāne ki wa tātou ne wai. So you've come up from Te Arawa today? Yes, yes. Yeah. Was there quite a crew that came... Uh, yeah, there was a few, it's uh, Ngāti Pikiao, oh, cool. uh, Ngāti Rangiwiwi, ko tai mai rātai, o oh, mātai. Uh, ki te kōrero pāne ki tō mātou nga wai, o te, te awahau. And is everyone singing from the same song sheet, so yep. to speak? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yeah, but uh, what, I what I haven't heard at, at some of the meetings that I've gone to is our whakapapa tu tangaroa. Because we have a whakapapa tu tangaroa ne. Nā, ko tātou katoa, nā i te tangata. Ko nā wai e rere i roto i te tangata, ko tērā te wai o tangaroa. So, hey, so that's our honunga tu tangaroa. Well, we'll see if that comes out today. I also think some of our pakeke actually need to listen to some of us younger ones because we are the, we are the next ones to carry on their legacy. But they set a legacy for, you know, they. it sounds like they, some of them try and... Um, set a legacy for us instead of letting us letting us young, young ones do it ourselves, you know. Standing in Kimiota, and how many people do you reckon are here? Mm. 200? <laughs> no, there's more than that, eh? Yeah. 
just about 10 across. So looking at like a bunch of people per one, two, three, four, maybe 500. 500 people? Yeah. So there's about 500 people outside Tillay, yeah. do you reckon? Yeah. So maybe there's about a thousand, thousand people. Alright. Man, most, and most of them are Pākeke. Mm. Papa sets the scene for the Wai Summit by quoting a whakatauki. Ko tūki waho, ko tahu ki roto. For the domain of war and war activity is outside of the mind. Inside the house is the domain of tahu, or rongo marairo, of peaceful communication. Peaceful communication doesn't necessarily mean you can't be forceful and passionate. Oh, yeah. As we know, our laying out the rules but of engagement for the hui. With that, uh, with that notion of respect for the speakers speaking at any given time, and that there are many roads that lead to the salvation of our people. Not only. Uh, there is not but one avenue for us to create that to get to the end gate. There are many, many ways. Please, uh, we ask that you have a respect for those people who have their thoughts, for those people that have their ideas, and for those people that are trying to construct an avenue uh, to get to the same end gate. Even so, as Tuku Roirangi Morgan stands to speak, someone from the crowd interjects, saying that he doesn't recognise the right of Morgan to talk on behalf of the kingitanga. He's quickly shut down and escorted out of the hui. This happens throughout the day. There's an ongoing heckling of certain speakers, namely the Minister of Māori Affairs, Peter Sharples, by Mana Party supporters. While this could be viewed as potentially disruptive, it's all part of the rigorous discussion, though the shutting down of speakers seems to fly in the face of it being pitched as an open forum. Ranginui Walker, Sutumute Heu Taihakure Duri, lead off the discussions. Yet it's only during the open forum when Wahine take to the stage things really get interesting and the crowd response becomes almost rapturous. Nida Glavish. I'm not an academic, and I'm going to let the academics argue with themselves. <laughs> I think about water as being raised by a grandmother and what it meant to be raised uh, with a puna. And who actually uh, owned that puna? Before we went to the puna, we had to karakia. Does the government know how to cut up here? And of course we had to acknowledge in that puna the kaishaki. It was the biggest, ugliest looking tuna you ever did see. But none of us would dare go near it because it was the kaishaki of the puna of which we mere mortals had to acknowledge. Noreiraki. And let me remind everybody in this room that from the time each and every one of us are born, that we lay in the most sacred water of all waters. And that is the only other in the womb of the mother. That is the sacred waters. あ、とりあえずタリキをおこ、タイムに、テナコトで、で、テムテナコトとトテレコトのテレコトを取ってる。え、ママ、え、パパ、え、コマトテナコトとテナコトを取るのパパ。え、ハウトテンオのルディテイ
pertaining to the grassroots people. The Hapus need to rise and make it known that we are not the forgotten Hapus that belong to these tribes. The issue I see around the whole complex is the e-reform do this, the e-reform do that, but the e-reform doesn't get back to the Hapu and farmer. We have to make sure at the end of the day, if we're going to be united, let the united force come together to know who they really want to speak on their behalf. You don't have to have a sir in front of you, and you don't have to have a dame in front of you. All you need is the people's voice, the people's ears, and the message to go back to the people. Aotearoa Iritana tafifirangi. You know, I'm wondering why there's so much gunpowder in this room, why we're in such a mess. <laughs> it's very easy to be seduced by everybody because everything that's flowing out here is about a bright sky for us in the future. So we're going to get over this sort of um, trying to deal with issues inside us. We've got to get over it. No one organisation, no one person can deal with our our issues without us all working together. Easy to say, really hard to do. And so I haven't come here today to listen to let us all work together and then tomorrow out there we're all having a scrap with each other. <laughs> it, it takes us nowhere, folks. Absolutely nowhere. And so I have the greatest respect for the Bank Council, for anybody else that has a, a passion about the well-being of Māori in this country. Eleven years ago, I made a statement that's now sort of picked up by everybody. I said, what is good for Maori will be good for this nation. And while we're talking about our well-being, in the back of my mind, we have to look at the well-being of everybody in this country. But let us get it right first. I believe, and this is not arrogance, I believe that the Maori cultural framework is a framework that embraces Everybody who breathes on the face of this earth. The Wai closes with Kingi Tuhaitia, reminding the crowd about how his whānau Manamotu Hake was tested when following the death of his mother, Te Atairangi Kahu, in 2006, they had to get council permission for his mother's body to be escorted by Waka on the Waikato River to her final resting place at Taupari Udupa. He describes it as bureaucracy undermining tikana Māori. And when you're standing within the stronghold of the Kingitanga movement, at Tūranga Waiwai Marae Ngārua Wahia, it's hard not to disagree with him. I'm Marae Rakraku, this is Te Ahika. Awanui Rita and Maisirika with the duet If Things Were Different from Native Intel, the debut EP from Rita released last year. If Things Were Different was the winner of Best Song at the 2012 Waiat the Māori Music Awards. And there was some pretty stiff competition in that category. Ahorangi Winitana and Sid Diamond, Tomorrow People, Leon Farekura and Australian-based group Paua. Hosted by Kahununu Iwi, the annual awards celebrate the creme of the Māori produced over that 12-month period. So now's where you get a chance to hear artists that don't necessarily hit the mainstream. And it was to Hastings that Justin found himself with organiser Tama Huata. How are you nominated to receive an award? Do you go by popularity? Are they nominated by their peers? Uh, we, have, we have two sections to our awards. Uh, one are the nominated awards and the other ones where they actually uh, become a... Uh, and you they put the albums into the ring, if you like, you know, and yeah. then they they vie for um, recognition through that process. Yeah. The um, iconic awards uh, are normally nominated in by by people community people, lots of different people, you know, they put put the names up and it's like the iconic people who um, uh, there's and, and all those Pakeke groups um, they keep all those songs alive and so you know, they have a major say really at the end of the day who will be one of those people recognised Mm. Uh, music industry is nominated in 
keepers of tradition and the uh, lifetime contribution, really it's, it's quite simple, those processes, because they actually, they naturally pop out. Those people who've done that sort of, sort of model, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, there is a lot of them. There are a lot of them, and, and so, and because we're an annual event, you know, I guess we, we have people lined up for many years, for many years, that we can say, this is what we... Uh, and who would some of those icons be? Well, this this year, um, the historical is the Teritaua Pitama, Ngaitahu. Keeper of traditions this year is um, Mitamohi. Mitamohi no Te Arawa. Mm. Yeah, Te Arawa. Uh, and then the lifetime contribution this year is uh, uh, Dr. Hedini Melbourne and uh, Richard, Dr. Richard Nunns. You know, this event is held here at the um, Hawke's Bay uh, Opera House. Um, how do you put on an event like this? I'm assuming that it costs a bit of money. Yeah, it does. And uh, part of my job is to, is to really raise the money. Well, you like to think that it's a good product. Those are the nominees for the best traditional Māori album. So the um, traditional the album Hirangi Pai Huere won that award. Um, here with Piata Melbourne, Kia ora Piata. Now, I spoke to you, uh, oh, I think it was earlier this year, or maybe the end of last year, about Herangi Pai Huarere. Congratulations. Best traditional Māori album. How do you feel? Oh, but over the moon. We're up against uh, Fidi Mako and, and Richard Nuns and uh, Kirsten Tirito, who have been around for a long time. So it was um, a special category in the first place before we even uh, got told that we'd won it. So, yeah, yeah we're really privileged and um, over the moon. I don't know what to say, really. And so yourself, Natapa Black, and Horo Mona Horo took to the stage to accept the award. Um, what role did each of you have? Well, Natapa and I, we really were just the coordinators. I mean, we, we just... Uh, we were the ones who went to the artists and asked them if they'd take part in the scope up, um, you know, compiling the CD, doing a DVD and book, and um, to our delight, they all accepted. Um, Puromona's role was uh, our Taonga Puoro artist, so on um, most of the tracks we've got Taonga Puoro playing, and so that was his contribution to it. And so you dedicated the Taonga to your uncle Hirini? Yeah, well, it was really um, a way to acknowledge the songs more than more than the person um, you know the songs that were written the way he wrote them and the way many of the other uh, many other composers of his time wrote songs was quite unique um, and you don't see that very much these days and we really wanted to revive that way of um, Waiata composition. There was a nice um, performance tonight by Anna Coddington, Rhea Hall and Magic Polder there was fantastic. Oh, you know, it's always a treat to listen to them sing. We've had uh, two performances with our artists, only ever with um, about six of them at a time. And when they sing it, it's just, it's always so moving. Um, and I, I think they really enjoy it themselves, you know. Um, it's, they get a kick out of being able to sing uh, one of Hidden's all songs that they've grown up with. Magic Paura, who took to the stage with her rendition of Fitsi Te Marama, a song written by the late Dr. Hirini Melbourne from the Best Traditional Album winner, Herangi Pai Huerere. This is Magic Paura. Today, Awanui reader, both nominee and performer, was in rehearsals. Show 
As a result, Awanui was a winner. Actually, he took out three awards, Best Māori Male Solo Artist, Best Song for If Things Were Different, a duet with Maisirika, and Best Māori Songwriter. Now, Awanui also attended the recent APRA Silver Scrolls and added yet another award to his repertoire. Uh, well, I guess I whakapapa too. I actually whakapapa too. Hastings on my mum's side. Sure. Um, also Te Arawa, uh, my dad's side is Ngaiterangi, Ngāpōtiki, Tuturu. Kia ora, kia ora. Now Awanui, let's talk about the uh, prestigious APRA Awards that were held uh, this week in Auckland. Congratulations Thank on you your very win. Much. Matahia po. Yeah, Matahia po. So I was really lucky to have the opportunity to make a bilingual EP. So thanks to Te Mangai Pāho. I guess bringing down the real quota because you know I'm not a fluent speaker so it was um, really awesome for me to have a go and try and do it well and um, yeah I was really proud of us like getting the award like I wrote that song with David Artai from uh, Nisha Mystic so um, you know I think it's a really special moment that our names are not only on the APRA Silver Scroll but also the APRA Mayoha Award and um, yeah what a wicked night as, as you know and um, it's probably one of the best I think it's I mean apart from the way at the Māori Music Awards <laughs> I think it's it, I think it's the best awards that we have in the country Well the APRA definitely gets more media coverage and it's like it was headlines this morning yeah. and um, who who had won um, so Scotty Morrison what role did he play? In- so he was my real advisor for the track so he's a lovely man obviously very talented in the real and um, just a cool dude and so very fortunate to have that expertise on call and um, yeah I really enjoyed it and you know we know each other quite well so um, yeah it wasn't hard to do. So I want to be, uh, we're here at the Music Awards uh, the track um, If Things Were Different yeah. the duet with uh, the lovely um, Macy Rika yeah. um, who wrote the song? So uh, I guess we jammed it together and um, it was an old song that Macy had written and wow. we just revamped it um, gave it I guess our signature sound and um, what a beautiful person she is and I was honoured to do that song. That was actually two years in the making that song to get her in the studio so good things take time. What does the Waitamata Music Awards mean to you? What, what, what platform does this provide? I think it just it's a good way for all of us just to get together and, um, and just and celebrate what everyone's doing. I mean it's you know I'm, I'm not necessarily here to win awards, I just want to come and total for the event, and because it's important that we have it, you know. I think if we look at who the best artists are in New Zealand, they're all Māori. All our best bands, all their front men are Māori. So, you know, and our women are leading the way. Bukurunga, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's we're very Anika Moa. Anika Moa. So it's yeah, it's it's a, it's really choice, and um, it's important that we celebrate that, and also look after the young guys coming up. Uh, we just saw Ahorangi perform, and you know she's a wicked talent. And um, so, yeah, so I feel like I'm feel like I'm big brother in a way. And I'm yeah, just, you know, yeah. making sure that I do my part to make sure that, you know, we we have that platform. Cool. What future projects are you working on? I know you just dropped your EP recently. Well, rec- was it recently? Oh, not that recently. No, but it was last year. Yeah, last year. But um, we're always writing. Uh, me and Dave, we write a lot for artists in Japan and Australia. Cool. And, um, and obviously the solo stuff. And with Nijin, we still gig overseas. We just don't gig in Aotearoa. So it's real busy. And um, But, you know, we love what we do. And it's, you know, it's nice to get paid now and then too. And so we're just in a fortunate position where we can do it um, as a living. Yeah. The Waiata Māori Music Awards was also a time for upcoming local bands. And with a name like Tasty Brown, I couldn't resist meeting them. Kia my name's Jay, I'm the drummer for Tasty Brown and I'm from Waikato. Kia I'm Henny Moa and I'm the uh, female vocalist, saxophonist from Tasty Brown and I'm also from Waikato. Kia Hi, I'm Damien Porima and I'm the lead guitarist from Waikato for Tasty Brown. Kia ora. I'm Mike Manuel, bass guitarist for the band and uh, I'm from Ngajiboro. Kia uh, kia ora whanau. my name's uh, Paura Northover, I'm the male vocalist for Tasty Brown and um, also Ngāti Puru. Tasty Brown, it's, it's you know, I mean, where did the name come from? Well, uh, the name comes from, well, basically it just, just describes us, you know, we like to play tasty music and, uh, and we're all brown fellas and 
fellas. So, uh, yeah, so Tasty Brown, it's all about uh, bringing the tasty music for the people. So speaking of music, um, what kind of music do you guys jam or originals? Well, yeah, the whole purpose for getting the band Tasty Brown together was to create our own original music and, um, you know, putting all our flavours, all the influences that have influenced every individual in this band um, together, reggae, R&B, hip-hop, soul, swing, blues, you know, all the, all the tasty flavours that we love in music. Um, so we've kind of moved away from just sticking to one genre and, and we're fusing what we love. Yep. So you all got your own instruments that you play. Is that, is that an important part of, of, of being a band? You all have to be... Yeah, definitely everyone has their own um, skills and, and, um, and within the band, whether it be showmanship, whether it be playing an actual in- instrument, it all, all marries together and, and creates the sound that is Tasty Brown. So yeah, everyone's important. Yeah, every instrument in the band's important. It seems to me that in terms of the music scene in Aotearoa, um, reggae is quite a big um, part of that music scene. Would you agree? Was it changing? Uh, I think, um, you know, New Zealand being like a, a kind of an island nation, the North Island, South Island, you know, and reggae's always been quite popular throughout the Pacific and throughout the islands in general. And um, I know a lot of us, younger days, we might have grown up on reggae or R&B or anything like that. But I think reggae is just an island thing in general, and, and it's it's always been that flavour of music. You know, summertime, it's a brown thing. <laughs> so this group's based in the Waikato, even though I heard a few Ngāti Parau here. You're based, situated in the Waikato? Uh, yep, we've all been in the Waikato for quite some time now. Um, actually, our lead female vocalist, she said she was from Waikato, but she's... Oh, I, I, I'm based in the Waikato, but no Ngāti Ranginoia. Kia ora, kia ora. Yes, yes. But the, you call Waikato home? Oh, we, yeah, I am. Right, so second you, home. We're all here, home. all met on the golf course. Uh, <laughs> and now we're here. Yeah, here to right. <laughs> Playing music, not golf. So tell me about your involvement with the Waiatamari Music Awards. Well, originally we were contracted to come down and play as the house band. And uh, we did that for two years in a row. And, the house uh, band is the band that plays after the awards finish, or throughout the, oh, during. Throughout the ceremony, and um, and who support the artists who come without bands, and we can play the background music. Oh, and I think after after two years of that, we we thought we we woke up and said, "Hey, that's enough of that." The next time we come down, we want to be on the stage. <laughs> you want and, to get the uh, awards? Yeah, yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, because it, it's a it, it's a big. Um, um, part of the, it's our emphasis we were going to in in the future and if this is a launching pad for us um, it's it's really cool that we could support this kaupapa because it's it's a Māori kaupapa it's a Māori and and we kind of like are really privileged to be a part of this because we've been selected by our our people and that makes it just a, a little bit better than anything else Tasty Brown now we're going to do a little bit of an acapella jam we're on the streets of Hastings, just opposite the opera house. <laughs> One, two, three. Hello, hello, baby. Hello, my baby. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, baby. Hello, my baby. Hello, baby. Tasty Brown. This is Dusty Murray, Radio New Zealand National. Kia ora, guys. Kia ora. Coverage from the 2012 Waiata Māori Music Awards. Kia ora, Tamahuata, Awanui Reader, Piata Melbourne and Tasty Brown. Plus an excerpt of Fitsi Te Marama from Magic Powder. We've posted up a list of all the winners, which you can check out right now. Head to radionz.co.nz forward slash... Te ahika. And for links, pictures, and to send us an email, you'll find the information up on the page as well. Now, for something a little bit different, Mariah, I, Al Mariah, is heading away for two months. I know that's right, but I'm not going too far. You can wave to me from a plane as you go over Wellington. Though without wireless, it just may seem like I'm going to another planet. <laughs> Mariah is this year's recipient of the Tau Mai e Kapiti Māori Writers 
residency. Toki Hua, so Kate are you uh, looking forward to it? Well, I'm looking forward to writing Undisturbed without distractions for two months, rather than squeezing it in as I do now in the early hours of the morning. Okay, so Anaiti Patai to to do. Here's the question, the important one. What are you going to miss? Well, Fano, obviously driving. Hoko hoko. <laughs> How will you get your fix on hoko hoko shopping? I know. Wireless internet, newspapers, uh, morning report, te kaiha, watching the news, but the big one's going to be with the wireless. You don't realise how dependent you are on news sources and newspapers until the possibility of not having access to those things at all becomes a reality. But hey, it's just like being in Theodoretta, and I lived in the bush for months on end, so, so it's cool. Yeah, not too sure if I could do that. Um, but um, the good thing is that you're going to be back with us presenting again in around about mid-November. That's right. But in the meantime, you'll still hear stories that I've covered over the past few months on the show. And we have some great ones coming up. There's Tammy Davis, Rowan Barner, Daisy Noble, gives a rundown on Whitebait. Uh, there's a couple up in Whirinaki who are talking again about their tomo. That's a real heart-wrenching story there. And well, there's plenty of stories there from around the monsoon. So it's like you'll still be here. So our <laughs> listeners will not miss out at all. Anaida, Esther Jordan Muriway with this week's Fakatoki. Let's just call it off for my great grandfather. And he says, Me kawa kwe e fakawai te tangata, wai te atua e mahitera. That we should never judge. Everyone has their own journey, and it's our responsibility to help them on whatever path that they choose to take. And yeah, that, that's my own kōrero, my own whakaaroa. Kia ora Esther. Next week I'm back at Miss Aotearoa 2012 with previous winner and this time round, organiser Angela Cudd. And Ray Wambana, she talks about an Indian Māori hui, the first of its kind, coming up in Rotorua. He mihi tēnei ki ngā kai kōrero i tēnei wiki. Atu i tērā, he mihi anō ki ngā kai rā wiki wiki mihini. Hoki mai hei wiki. Mai te whanua te ahi kā kia tātou katoa. Mauri ora. Bye, Mariah. See ya.